Welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show, brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Hello and welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante along with Dustin Hawkinsmith. Just completed the Father's Day weekend. Dusty, how did you make out? I know you're a dad. You must have done well. Well, let me say this. So this Father's Day was also my wedding anniversary. So I was talking to my father-in-law about this. And I said, you know, us guys, we get two days a year. It's a birthday and it's Father's Day. Now I have to share one of them. Frankly, you know, the the optimist in me says, hey, double the fun, right? Double the occasions. But the glass half empty says, you know what? This I get two days and now I'm giving one up. You know, I'm I'm more on the optimism side, but still, it's uh, it, it was a day. It was a day for sure. Well, I I hope you had a good one, Dusty, with your wife and your daughter, and hopefully that went well for you. All right, Dusty, it is time to hit the Penn State news. We are going to in quarter two, three, and four get back to our KSN top forty most important players. But let's start out with the news. Big news of the week, Penn State got another commitment. It's been a big recruiting month, a lot of uh, big-time visitors to campus. This week it was Tyreek Blanding, a 6'2", 280-pound defensive tackle from New York who made the commitment. Dusty, what are the Nittany Lions getting with Blanding? You know, early look is I, I I like what he can do. You know, in in high school through his junior year, they're lining up him up inside and outside. Uh, he's long enough to be able to kind of make that work at this level uh, as an edge guy. He's uh, big and strong and powerful enough to make it work at the next level inside, which is what it looks like is going to happen with him. A um, lot of effort, a lot of energy. Um, you like the length he's kind of built, you know, I think you see a lot of defensive tackles who, you know, are, are, are a little lighter than him at the, at this stage and he carries it well. So he's a three-star prospect across the board, but, um, I really, I really liked him. I mean, I, th- I think obviously at that position need to get a little stronger. He's going to probably have to get a little bit bigger. Um, but quickness is on his side and um, once he starts brushing up that technique and kind of use that leverage um, a little bit more in his favor he's a nice looking prospect and I I think they're they're getting a good one here and the first official interior defensive lineman of this class and it looks like as we go forward here uh, on this segment we'll we'll hear more about it but Penn State's kind of shifting to a defensive player approach. Now the, the next crop of players, the, the prime targets, there's a lot of defense involved. It started out with a lot of offense so far in this class. It has. And I'm sure some of that is with uh, the new defensive coordinator, Manny Diaz coming in. It just takes a little bit more time to build up those relationships and make those uh, happen. So yes, a lot of the emphasis is there. It was another, it was a big, big recruiting weekend. As we record this, there was just that one commitment from Blanding. By the time you hear this, there, there might be more, there might be another one, but not, nothing so far for us to talk about here, Dusty. Before we get to the rest of the weekend and several more players, interesting little tidbit in the news uh, this past week, and this is where Michigan has announced they do what they call a maze out. Uh, 
as opposed to a whiteout. Um, I wonder where they got the idea from. But anyway, the announcement was their maze out is going to be when they host Penn State this year. So I just wanted to ask you, how do you take that if you're a Penn State fan? Is it like flattery that they're saying, hey, this is a big enough game? Is it just, uh, are you concerned because, gee, that kind of atmosphere would rather not play Michigan in that that type of atmosphere? What do you, what's your take on that? Well, my take in general is that everybody wants to try to capture what's so good about the whiteout and try to use it themselves. And, you know, Penn State is probably going to be a lot of teams primary, you know, one of their one of their top teams, um, top opponents coming in. So they're likely to get that treatment if a school is going to do it. Uh, Michigan has been, you know, on the on the wrong end of a, a few whiteouts. So I think maybe they're trying to give it back to Penn State. But I would say this, you know, with the maze out at Michigan Stadium, which did not impress me in terms of atmosphere when I was there, just, I don't know, just it just wasn't rowdy. It just wasn't noisy. A lot of people, uh, but maybe the quietest 110,000 fans that I've seen, um, I don't think Penn State will be calling timeout before their first play of the game. Let's put it that way. <laughs> of course, a reference to a couple years ago when that did happen to Michigan. Uh, because of the crowd noise. All right, Dustin, we talked about the uh, one commitment that Penn State got this past weekend. Let's talk about the rest of the weekend. And uh, it was a big weekend for bringing in the recruits. We know once James Franklin gets guys in the door, gets them to visit Penn State, uh, that's so important. And we see the effect that that has on many recruits. One position that I've been particularly interested in is linebacker, where there's been several names that we've talked about for months who've been considering Penn State and we thought were leaning Penn State's way. A couple of them have now committed elsewhere, but there's still a couple more in Tony Rojas and Tamir Robinson, two big names for the Nittany Lions to get. It just seems like they haven't been able to close the deal, though. Yeah, and I think when you're looking at these two, the odds that Penn State gets both of them, it just doesn't look that good. Um, now, it's possible for sure, and it looks like, um, you know, with, with Robinson in particular, he comes off an official visit weekend, and he immediately sets a commitment date, which I believe is July 15th. And so the timing of that kind of speaks to I've seen everything I needed to see. Let's let's wrap this thing up. I've got plans to make the commitment. I mean, the timing sets up so that um, you could you could uh, glean from it that Penn State is the favorite for him. We'll see what happens. He's a four star from uh, Brashear High School. He's a former safety. He's kind of growing into being a linebacker, and I think that's an intriguing athlete. He's one of the top one hundred and fifty players in the country. So he's a really really good player, a four star. And then Tony Rojas, I really like him too. Similar um, clout as a as a prospect. It looks like um, he's got a visit to Georgia coming up, 
and that it's going to be probably a two horse race. And you figure Georgia has the recency advantage. They've got a national championship. They've got sort of that sec allure. That's a tough one to see, you know, your top linebacker target go down South the weekend after he visits you and trying to survive that. So if his decision-making process is sound and, and can really put these two schools side by side and not think so much about the most recent visit, then Penn State's got a shot here. But Georgia does have the last say probably uh, in this race, and that, that's a tough one to survive as Penn State experienced just last week. Exactly. I was just going to bring that up. They lost. They had a decommitment from an offensive lineman who got the offer from Georgia, and you've got to feel as a Penn State fan, and we talked about this in uh, another show, Dusty, where Penn State got a someone who was committed to Rutgers, decided to decommit because he was getting more interest and ends up at Penn State. They then lose a recruit who was committed to them to go to Georgia. And in college football, there is this pecking order where – you know, if you you're looking to Rutgers and Penn State gives you an offer, good chance they're going to move. Uh, just ask Saquon Barkley, right? If you're Penn State though, and then that player committed to you gets an offer from Alabama or Clemson or Georgia or Ohio State, you got to worry, don't you? Yeah, I mean, those are the schools. I mean, you talk about those three in particular that you named. Anytime they come along after the fact and offer, you know, the kids, especially the ones who are who are a little bit more on the clout chasing side, who, you know, there are some kids that maybe Georgia comes along and offers and it doesn't mean a whole lot to them because of where their priorities are. And if they want to stay close to home or whatever, the relationship with James Franklin and the staff, there are some times where Georgia might come along and might not mean much, but a lot of kids, you know, you get that SEC offer from the defending national champs, or you get that SEC offer from Nick Saban or Ohio state wants you the cream of the big 10 crop. You have to take a good long look at what those schools are offering and why they're offering um you know sometimes even if it is those schools you can't come along late when you haven't been in it from the beginning and expect to to build that relationship late maybe sometimes a kid takes it as a, as a slight but a lot of times you're right what when you see what uh, joshua miller did um it's going to go that way sometimes and for tony rojas He's got a legitimate Georgia offer. They like him. I don't see why they wouldn't like him. So if he is in really that camp where he's chasing that national championship, where he's chasing, um, you know, SEC competition, that's a that's a really tough offer to go head to head with. You just hope that what you're building there and the family atmosphere and what you're pitching can outweigh all the glitz and glamour of uh, potentially being a Georgia Bulldog. Another interesting player at an interesting position, London Montgomery. He's a running back from Scranton. He's a Pennsylvania kid. It seems like his uh, recruitment has picked up steam. He wasn't on Penn State's radar real early. They now seem to really want him. Where do you think that one stands? One way or the other, it looks like this is going to be a one running back class for Penn State. It's hard to believe that they're going to have two spots open for running backs. So it looks like London Montgomery or Trayon Webb 
Um, London Montgomery is a, a Pennsylvania kid, as you mentioned. So I, I, I like the possibility there. It looks like he's got a little bit more exploring to do also with a uh, visit to Boston College still to come. But Penn State's in pretty good position with, with Montgomery. Seems to be in pretty good position with Webb, too. But it does look to me like this will be an either-or scenario, Montgomery or Webb. Both of them really good players. One last quick note I wanted to get your comment on. Some of the players who are just arriving got their numbers. Not usually a significant thing, but Abdul Carter got the number 11. That has a little extra meaning at Penn State, doesn't it? Oh, it does with uh, Lavar and Navarro and Micah. I mean, that is a that is a proud tradition, and I think it probably speaks well of the kid that he's embracing that challenge of wearing that number, and uh, probably is a good thing ultimately if you if you treat that the right way and treat it as like I've got a lot to hold myself up to here. Let's accept that challenge, and it seems like he is accepting that challenge. And it's a typically a player who doesn't just want to be a good player; he wants to be a special player. And that's what you need to do to hold up that tradition. Great honor for that kid. Hopefully he will live up to that. All right, Dustin, that's it for quarter number one. Quarter number two, we're going to start getting into our KSN Top 40. Stay tuned for that. This is Jen from Collegiate Athletic Travel. We've been offering travel to the biggest Penn State games for over 50 years. This fall, we continue that tradition in partnership with Keystone Sports Network with a trip to the Penn State Auburn game. Join us for charter flight, staying at the team hotel, transportation to and from the game, and even a great tailgate party at the stadium are included. For more information, go to athletictravel.com or call 1-800-788-4414. See you there. What defines the special spirit of Penn State? Why Penn State by author Greg Woodman looks to Happy Valley in the 1980s for answers. Featuring rare photos, original essays, and exclusive interviews with Coach Paterno, this beautiful 256-page full-color hardback edition explores the why behind We Are. It's chicken soup for the Nittany Lion's soul and makes the perfect gift for any Penn Stater in your life, including you. Order today at whypennstate.com. 